Good morning to everyone. So as you know, today is our Sunday kickoff for Kids Camp. Are y'all excited? Yes. So tonight, starting at 5 o'clock, we're going to get things going. Now this is easily my favorite week of the entire year. It is so much fun. Literally every night, for like three and a half hours each night, we just have tons of fun with a whole bunch of kids. Where they get to hear the gospel, they get to play fun games, they get to eat a whole lot of quesadillas. It's just going to be the best week ever. I'm telling you, it's so much fun. And so before I get started with my sermon uh, this morning, I want to play a little game. And so I need Reed. Come up here, bud. We're going to play a little game. Everybody give it up for Reed Wall. Come up here, my man. All right, so what I'm going to do, Reed, is I'm going to play a little game with you. I'm going to show you. Come on over here. I'm not going to bite. Come on, come on. All right, so what's going to happen? We're going to look at the screen right here. All right? And there's going to be a phobia or a fear. And you have to guess what the fear is. All right? And if you get however many you get right, I have five, then that's how many peppermints you get after this service. Does that sound cool? All right, cool. Now, before y'all think, oh, this is the children's pastor coming up with some weird phobias for the sake of his sermon, please know these are actual things. These are real. I found these on Wikipedia. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, so here we go, Reed. You have calorophobia. Do you think that's the fear of clowns, bright colors, or people with long hair? Clowns. You think it's clowns? What's the answer? Ha, it's clowns! Nice. Do you have calorophobia? All right, good. All right. So that's one. All right, here we go. Ablutophobia. Is this the fear of brushing your teeth, washing or bathing, or things that are blue? Uh, things that are blue. Things that are blue. That's what you think? All right, what's the answer? Washing or bathing. I hope none of y'all have that fear. All right, so you still got one. All right, the next one. All right, I'm phallophobia. Do you think this is, now I have to admit, I have this fear. I want you all to know this. this is a real thing. Is this the fear of belly buttons, other people's feet, or Oompa Loompas? Wait, do you know what an Oompa Loompa is? I'm pretty sure. Okay, good. All right. Is it belly buttons, other people's feet, or Oompa Loompas? Other people's feet. Is that what you think? All right, what's the answer? Belly buttons, people. It's a real fear. It's really a fear. Okay. I'm not making this up. I'm being really vulnerable, you guys. All right. Now, I did not make this up. And I YouTubed how to pronounce it. Hippopotamonstrosequipedophobia. And I still butchered it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. YouTube. All right. All right. So is hippopotamonstrosiquipedeliophobia the fear of really long words, being attacked by wild animals, or monster hippos? Uh, that's hard. Really long words. All right. So kids, I want you to raise your hand if you think it's A. All right, put your hands down. I want you to raise your hand if you think it's B. 
Oh, we got like two. All right, put your hands down. I want you to raise your hand if you think it's C. Oh, all right, what's the answer? It's the fear of really long words, people. That's a real fear. I don't know how someone can function like that. Okay, so, all right, this is the last one. All right, and that's a day of phobia. All right, this is, uh, is you think it's oversleeping, nocturnal animals, or being watched by a duck? You think it's C, being watched by a duck. All right, kids, raise your hand if you think it's A. All right, hands down. Raise your hand if you think it's B. Hands down. Raise your hand if you think it's C. All right, what is it? Being watched by a duck. That's for real. All right, everybody give it up for Reed Wall. Let's see. I think I owe you two peppermints, right? Three. Oh, sorry. Oh, my. Hey. I'm not going to short the kid, all right? <laughs> Goodness. All right, so I wanted to show you uh, some phobias. Now, these are goofy phobias, but uh, some of us have real, real phobias. We have real fears, things that we're afraid of, right? And so this week, we're going to talk about being shipwrecked, rescued by Jesus, and we're going to discuss things that Jesus rescues us from, and fears are part of that, okay? So... I need everyone to say, main idea. All right, adults, you outnumber these kids, and they were way louder than you all were, all right? So I know when I come and I preach an adult sermon, I ask you to do this, and sometimes I give you leniency, but this morning, I need you all to be very interactive. So I need everyone to say, main idea. That's what I'm talking about, all right, all right, all right, so our main idea is that Jesus is always with us. Excuse me. Jesus is always with us. All right, so we're going to be in Matthew chapter 8. Everybody say Matthew. That's right. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 8. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament, and it tells us a story of the disciples were going out on a boat, and Jesus was going out with them, and when they went out onto this boat, they went out onto the sea, and a big storm hit. It was a big storm. The, the, the wind was, was fierce. The waves were rocking. The disciples were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There was lightning. And there was thunder. It was raining. Do you all feel the rain? There was this storm. And guess what happened? Guess where Jesus was? Hey, shh, guess where Jesus was? He was asleep. He was asleep on this boat. Now remember, they're on this storm. Look at that. Could you sleep on a boat that waters like that? No way. I would be so afraid that I was going to drown. Now raise your hand if you like to sleep when it's raining. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I don't know if I could sleep during a storm like that in the middle of the sea. So you know what the disciples did? They woke Jesus up. Now raise your hand if you like to be woke up in the morning. Way less hands on that one. Nobody likes to be woke up in the morning, do they? No. But they woke Jesus up, and the disciples were so scared. Shh, 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 shh. The disciples were so scared 
that one of them even looked at Jesus and he said, we are going to die. We are dying right now. That's what they said. So Jesus got up. Now everyone say, truth number one. <laughs> truth number one is that Jesus calms the storm. Jesus got up from his nap. He was asleep. He got up. And before he went to the storm, he actually went to his disciples and he said, look, your all's faith is very little. Now, why would he say that to the disciples? Well, he, they had already spent a lot of time with him. He, they had seen him perform many miracles. So surely, surely that they would be safe in this boat in the middle of a storm. So he said, your faith is very little. And then he looked at the storm, and with his mere words, he spoke, just as plain as I'm talking to you right now, and then everything just went still. The storm stopped. The sea went completely calm. There was no more thunder. There was no more lightning. Jesus rescued them from that storm, didn't he? With his mere words. Now let me say this to you guys. Some of you have been through storms before. There are a few of you who've had to deal with being bullied at school. And guess what? That's a storm. There are some of you who've had to deal with parents getting a divorce. And you know what? That's a storm. There are probably some of you in here, maybe even who's lost a loved one, maybe even a parent, and that's a storm. But you want to know the good news in all of this? It's that Jesus is always with us. We're never alone, even in the middle of the storm. Now, for adults in the room, it never says in Scripture that Jesus is going to take all the storms away. That's not the point of this passage at all, actually. The promise is not that the storm will go away soon. Jesus doesn't promise that. So the reality is, is the cancer may not, may not go away. The struggle that you find in your marriage, it may not end this week. It may not end this month. It may not end this year. You see, as a believer, your confidence is not that storms will end very soon, but that in the midst of the storm, you will never be alone. That's where our confidence from Scripture comes. So guys, you will face more storms. As you get older, maybe this week you'll face a storm. But you know what? Are you ever alone? No. Who's with you? Yes. Jesus is with us. Who's with us? Yes, God, Jesus, yes. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, he's always with us. Now everybody say truth number two. <laughs> truth number two is that Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Now after he calmed the storm, the disciples, it says, were marveled. They, were, they couldn't believe what they had just seen. And one of them even looked at, at another one. He said, who is this man that even the wind and the sea would obey him. Now let me ask you this question. Who was it at the very beginning who used his mere words to speak all of creation into being? It was God, right? God who said, I want to make this, and it happened. And he said, it was good. And he said, I want to make this, and it happened. And he said, it was good. And he said, I want to make man in my image. And he did that. And he said, it was very, very good with his mere words. So we see at the very beginning, creation 
obeyed God, right? So we see too in this story, creation being the wind and the sea and the storm obeyed Jesus, which means that Jesus is who? God, yes, Jesus is God. Scripture clearly points to this idea that Jesus is God, which makes the gospel so much sweeter. You see, because in the beginning, when God used his mere words to create everything, he said it was good. And he made man in his image perfectly the way that he had wanted. But then what happened? Man sinned, right? They disobeyed God. They did something they weren't supposed to do, and then sin entered into the world. Then there was this, there was this gap between God and man. And for years and years and years, man tried to atone for that. But then God did something crazy. We would think, man, how on earth could he do something like this? He sent his son, who is Jesus, to come be a part of creation, to live here, and to ultimately die on the cross for our sins, to atone for us. That's what he did for us. Jesus, being God, came down and died for us. And now this thing called salvation that he gives to us is not something that we can earn. It is a gift. It is a gift from God that he is offering to us. And with this gift, we can respond. We respond to the gospel. Now, many of you have responded to the gospel. Many of you in here have given your life to Jesus. And for that, we say amen. That's amazing, and I'm so proud of you. But there are some of you in here who have not. And so this week at Kids Camp, this is what we're about. Every adult on this campus this week wants to see you come to faith in Christ. Every adult in this room right now wants to see that. They want you to respond to the gospel in that way. So if any of you have questions, if any of you want, want to go a little deeper, want to know more, or maybe some of you are in there this morning and you want to pray to receive Christ this morning, then you come find myself, Mr. Cameron, Miss Betty, Mr. Odie. We will pray with you this morning, before kids camp even starts, to do so. Does that make sense? Does everyone understand? Yes, awesome. So our main idea is that Jesus is always what? Always with us. You're exactly right. Truth number one is that Jesus calms the storm, and truth number two is Jesus is, yes, he is always with us, yes. Truth number two is that Jesus is God, yes, very good. All right, I'm going to pray for us, all right? So I'm going to pray in three, two, one. Father, we are so in love with you. Lord, we praise you for your goodness. We praise you for, for how much that you've shown us that you love us. Lord, we thank you for sending Jesus to, to come, to live among, among us, but also to, to die on the cross for our sins. Lord, no, no greater love has been shown to us than the love that Jesus displayed on the cross. But Lord, we know that we have hope because Jesus, three days later, rose from the dead, giving us victory over death. And so, Lord, I ask for right now, for the kids sitting in here, or for any adults sitting in here, those who have not given their life to Christ, that, that, you would, that you would move into their heart and you would transform them into a new creation. And Lord, as we go uh, into kids camp tonight, there will be so many more kids who are here, Lord. I pray that, that for all the kids who come here and do not know you, that this week they would come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. 
that they would give their life to you. That's our whole goal of kids camp. So God, we know you love us. Lord, we thank you for being with us in the middle of the storm and never letting us be alone. It's in your name we pray, and we all say amen.